My brand new book, Midwife Pip's Guide to a Positive Birth, is now available. So much more than a book, this is a guide that allows me to hold your hand through your birth preparation journey. With over a decade of experience and knowledge packed in to ensure you really are empowered in the way you deserve to achieve a positive birth, regardless of the twists and turns that crop up. Make sure that you get your hands on Midwife Pip's Guide to a Positive Birth Book now and are empowered to have the birth experience that you deserve. This week, I am joined by Louise Grossart, Ladybird publisher, to discuss how we can use books to help our babies to develop. If you are anything like me, then supporting your little people to meet milestones and to learn to communicate and enjoy the surrounding world is a priority. And maybe you even spend as much time as me researching how to achieve this. This week's guest has got an amazing solution for us. And it lies in the pages of the often underestimated world of books. Welcome to the Midwife Pit Podcast. We are the home of expert information and real chats on all things pregnancy, birth and beyond. Remember, as a podcast listener, you can get 15% off my online courses at midwifepip.com using the code podcast15. Welcome, Louise, and thanks so much for coming on to join me today. Oh, thank you for having me. I'm so excited to be here to talk to you about books and reading for babies. It's so brilliant. (laughs) I feel like you've got one of the best jobs in the world. It sounds like it'd be so much fun. Yeah, I definitely agree with you there. (laughs) There's lots of meetings and emails as well. But yeah, we do have a lot of fun. (laughs) Yeah, a lot of fun. And actually probably shape so many of our children's childhood experiences that realising because books play such a big role in it, don't they, I think? Yes, definitely. And actually what's been the joy of kind of working in the industry so long is that we're working on books that, you know, even I had as a child as well, and we're kind of expanding on those kind of big brands and things. So it is a real joy and a kind of part of the industry that just keeps keeps on giving really. <laughs> oh, I love it. It's brilliant. So we're going to delve straight in because I could talk to you about this all day mm-hmm. long. When should we start reading to our babies? So you can start reading to babies at at any point so even from the minute they're born if you really feel like it in the moment but um, <laughs> if you can stay awake long enough yeah exactly yeah maybe not right then but um even from you know the first few days actually books are so accessible and lovely for a parent and and child to connect even an adult and child you know it doesn't have to be the parent necessarily they're a lovely moment to sort of have a cuddle and um kind of really experience the book together even if it's just your voice you know when they're super tiny that they can't you know they can't see necessarily that far but hearing your voice the rhythm of the words um nursery rhymes and songs it's just so nice to have that moment of connection and then actually as the child gets older you can kind of work with different books have books with flaps and mechanisms and things that move and touch and feel elements as they get a little bit bigger Uh, and then obviously as they get older and older you can there are books to for every age and stage of children um, and we want the books to kind of grow with them so uh, there's plenty out there to choose from (laughs) yeah kind of wherever you are I suppose there is a book for you Mm -hmm. and why is it important or perhaps recommended Louise that we do start trying to read as early as possible and as early as we can to our children? I think there's so many 
I think with reading, there's not actually any kind of bad elements. I think there's so much joy that I think the nicest thing about it is that connection to begin with. So it's a kind of quieter time in the day, potentially um, not that with toddlers or anybody who ever have that much of a quiet time, but there is a nice moment of connection where they might sit on your lap and you can look at the book together. So you can, um, the first thing is, yeah, talking about the images and the words together. So there's lots of like, development there with language, um, the visual kind of development, learning to recognize items on the page. Um, so much connection with kind of stories and rhyme and that kind of pattern of speaking and the development of language and rhyme and that sort of side of things. Um, plus there's also the um, sensory elements to the books themselves as well. So, you know, turning a page, um, books with flaps and mechanisms and touch and feel they could there's so much more for that for the children to explore and then when the children get older there's um you know topics that can be explored in books that you know potentially could be quite difficult to talk one-on-one about but if you're viewing a kind of as a reader watching something happen in the book together you can kind of talk about what's going on so um for for books yeah there's generally not really a a bad thing you get out of it it's just kind of how much and and what you can share yeah definitely and I think certainly I felt as a new mum I was a bit like what do I do with the baby you know you (laughs) feed it you change it it sleeps and then in between what do you actually do and and reading is a really nice Mm. thing to fill that bit of limbo time with until they can actively engage with you and knowing that actually they are benefiting developmentally is really lovely and it yeah. sets a routine doesn't it like we love stories in our house and acting them out and singing them along <laughs> and you have so much fun especially when the weather is like it has been this august um and it's a bit more difficult to get outside actually books can provide such entertainment and fun and imagination can't Definitely, they yeah and i think there's um there's some nice you know there's nice things if kids love a character on tv there's usually books to go along with that if you don't really know where to start what you know what books to try um there's like libraries um so you know even if we're in a cost of living crisis there are ways to access books for free and there's like usually lovely events and libraries as well um so there's lots of ways to access them yeah which is so important isn't it because we know that they are great for our babies learning and development and you know toddlers and and young children too what are some of the developmental benefits louise that we know about for books and, and early reading so there's definitely lots around that um, development of language um, and just kind of the kind of connection with words and how you know children pointing at things and recognizing things about their daily lives um, within the books there's also yeah as I say the kind of motor skills element of some of the kind of more kind of tactile books so being able to lift the flaps turn the page there's kind of you know sometimes they chew on a corner of a book you know this is kind of that kind of um developmental the physical use of a book too um uh yes and in my house at the moment as well a lot of ripping the flaps oh yes well, which is ever frustrating <laughs> half of our books are now full of sellotape yeah <laughs> which is a sign of having a toddler I think I keep, yes, keep I presenting so. me with pages of books and I'm like, like and where's oh, the rest oh, of it which one did it come from <laughs> ever frustrating but hey we roll with it don't we yeah we um, do yeah And one of the things that we're definitely doing at the moment, and I wonder what your thoughts are on this, but how we can kind of use books to meet the milestones and perhaps assist behaviours that we're trying to encourage, be that going to sleep at bedtime or Mm. going to the potty or using kind hands and sharing and those kind of 
key things that we try and instill that if we just sit down with a baby and we're like, you must share that toy is mm -hmm. all a little bit boring for them. But kind of, I guess, bringing books into that play and imagination and encouraging it in that way. Is that something that you encourage parents to use books for as well? Definitely. And um, and actually, yeah, you've touched on a really good point. Another developmental thing is the imaginative and the you know imaginative yeah. play around the books too. Sorry, I forgot that one from the earlier point. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think there's so many ways you can use books and for, for your kind of to benefit your life as a parent too. Um, you know, as I think I mentioned before, but like you can use it to introduce, use books to introduce any topic really. So, and actually just seeing that, you know, even things like going to the dentist, going to the doctors, there are books kind of to show, showing a child in the pictures or an animal or whatever going through that and it's just a way of introducing a new topic um, or a new place that you might be going to you know holiday airplane that kind of thing you can there's books on all of those things uh, plus any kind of things like going to bed there's definitely tons of books with there so watching you know the readers so the the adult and the child looking at this page together it kind of takes away that kind of any uh kind of effect on the the child actually doing it themselves so you're kind of seeing it as neutral parties as it were what's going on to the character and that you can see what they're doing you know you can ask questions so you know why do you think jack the monster is angry in this picture or like oh twinkles are cuddled up at the end of the uh, at the end of the day ready for bed you know you can use those cues from the book to kind of talk about what's what's going on for that character and then it takes all the pressure off the the sort of child I suppose child, as it were yeah, so you get to introduce nice. the ideas of things and then you can kind of refer back to them in a useful way um yeah. there's definitely a lot of let's do this like Peppa Pig does in our house at the moment <laughs> Lovely. Uh, for sure and actually we've got this bedtime book that I bought when we were going on holiday because mm. I was conscious there was going to be a change in routine yes. and I really like it when my toddler sleeps at night. It makes us all happier. <laughs> so I was up for trying anything that may encourage that whilst away. Mm -hmm. And we bought this countdown to sleep book. So the book, uh, we've got one about Peppa Pig, that is a firm fave, mm -hmm. one about dragons. Yep. And they count down from 10 to one, essentially at one, you're asleep and the dragon's yes. asleep or Peppa Pig. Oh yeah, 10 minutes to bed. Yes. That's one of ours. So yeah, dino, dino, maybe it's dinosaur, not Yeah, dinosaur, 10 minutes to bed, little dinosaur. dinosaur. That's one That's of ours. That's it. <laughs> ten minutes, oh, I didn't even know. This is oh, amazing. Not Thank you. That's one of our um, favorite series. Yeah, we do. Brilliant. That's, yeah, really good. And actually, so again, good. it's setting it up. There's that, there's, 10 books in that series now so even if you ah. get bored of that particular one there is another character another that can one. go to bed at the end so nice. you know it's useful in many ways in that you can watch someone else go to bed on another night so yeah. um I really like that and also that's a nice thing as well like that is a, it's called 10 minutes to bed so as a parent you know it's not going to be a long read you're not going to be sitting there for hours and hours yeah. um and actually it's quite fun and quick and it keeps the kid engaged as well um so everyone kind of benefits from that I think yeah, and definitely, and it instills part of that routine. And mm -hmm. we are up for making everything in parenting as easy as possible. Yes, so, you know, agreed. certainly with my little boy, he needs to know that actually, once we get to this part, we're going to bed. And mm -hmm. quite often, once we get to zero, he then likes to just have a quick flick through the book, and that's fine. Mm -hmm. Yes. Um, Does he like looking at the maps as well? Yeah, different. likes yeah. looking at the maps. And sometimes he even goes in his cot, still looking at it, and then oh, eventually so he lobs it out. Um, yeah. and go to sleep and then I go and retrieve it and actually I, I bought that book for one of my friend's little boys who's just turned one as part of his first birthday present and she's found it's been really effective actually oh brilliant I'm so pleased it does and actually we've got a couple of um potty titles which might be helpful for anyone kind of going through potty oh, training brilliant. at the moment things like um we've developed with 
Amanda Jenner, who's a potty expert as yeah. well. So it's potty time going, taking you through like what happens when you're potty training and things like that. So books are so helpful for introducing that idea of what might happen and then kind of being able to talk about it and, and hopefully instilling like a routine, like you say. Yeah. And I think sometimes with little people, we kind of read it the first time and, and maybe kind of no impact, but it's that repetition and consistency, Definitely. isn't it? That actually maybe by like, you know, it might take 15 nights, you know, and by the 15th time that you read the book, actually they've got it. And they're like, oh, yeah. this is what happened. <laughs> and it's that repetition, isn't it? And consistency yeah. that, that has a and great And definitely impact. as publishers, we want to make the stories as easy to read as possible for parents. We know how tired and like tough it is being parent at the end of the day you know you want just something easy and lovely to read so um and the bouncy rhyme of the 10 minutes to bed books for example is so nice to read um and so everyone gets a lot out of it I think yeah oh it is really nice and who doesn't love a little dinosaur oh it's so cute rumble (laughs) rumble the dinosaur oh my gosh I bet you know the book back you know cover to cover um how much then should we read to children I think it's something we hear a lot in terms of Mm. bedtime routine don't we and like calming down but surely we can also use them for really awake, exciting times as well. Yeah, definitely. I think it's just as much as you feel able. I'm Personally, I'm not a fan of like putting a kind of time limit on it because I think as parents, we have enough to do and enough to remember. So okay. I suppose it's just more a reminder that you can use books as an activity or to support whatever you're doing. So whether that's having a quiet minute in the day, you know, with, with overexcited toddler just needs a bit of a calm moment. That's a lovely time to kind of sit and look at a book together whether it's bedtime that's obviously a really nice way to kind of bath book and bed that kind of routine that's really lovely um so I would just say as much as you feel able to um and even if you you're as again as we're very all tired as parents so you know just flicking through the pictures get your child to tell you about the story you know just looking at something together mm. that's still reading in a way because you're still kind of engaging with the story so it doesn't always have to be that you're going to like read the whole book from start to finish you know your toddler might just flick through the pages and that's also fine like you know just engaging with the books and sitting together sometimes it will be a story time sometimes it might just be pointing at the pictures you know it's just kind of sharing that time together and books being part of your day really um it just just it's just yeah added added nice moments um yeah memories and sometimes we'll just point out like on every page can you find the duck on that page yes point out the ducks and can you count how many of monkeys are on that page or whatever and one of the things that we've been doing recently is having like a little theme for the morning so we might have a theme of cows for example we might go and try and see some cows in the village we live and then we might use our cow puppet and then point out all the cows in the book and little things like that as again a way of kind of getting the books out um, yes. and engaging with them in lots of different ways which is which is so brilliant isn't it and you really start to see the clogs turning in your little mm. one's brain however old they might be in different ways yeah um, and that for as a parent's really rewarding isn't it to feel like you're actively yeah, helping them and my daughter's really obsessed with them well she just absolutely loves nursery rhymes at the minute just anything um, song related and so she'll just sit and bop so she'll just carry she brings over a nursery because she's realized she can basically turn any adult or older kid into like a human jukebox and they'll just <laughs> sing if she gets, gives her the book so she loves that so. that is the power and actually sometimes singing books is great fun as well isn't it even if they're not designed <laughs> to be you know quite often they've got a rhyme and a rhythm and they do work yeah, as yeah. a song um which is brilliant um there's oh, also actually it. yeah on nursery rhymes as well like there's so much content online on youtube videos you know if you don't feel confident singing or reading there is like audiobooks and other ways of 
having that content but you could also have the book with you to sort of show what's yeah. happening on the page while they're listening so there's like lots of ways to kind of engage with it which doesn't mean that you actually have to do the singing or reading as well yeah that's true especially if the energy levels are a little bit a yeah. little bit lacking that day um oh that's brilliant now let's think about the the youngest babies yes. um how would you recommend parents engage even the tiniest babies in books? Is there a particular type of book that you'd recommend? Yeah, or... so so from like uh, probably from like naught to three months. Obviously, we know in general that they can mainly like see in black and white at that age. So there are lots of baby books. Um, baby Touch are some of the ones that Ladybird do, for example, that have just the black and white kind of very simple print there's just like one thing on each page but that that contrast will be really strong for the baby at that age um so black and white is a really nice way of doing to kind of open up that you know books as, in general and that's what they'll be able to see um but you can also use those touch and feel books at that age you know just popping their little hand on it you know they again they might not totally be engaged in that way an older child will be but just again opening their, their kind of senses to different textures and then um, so sort of maybe less about stories at that point but but you know with looking at the visuals of the black and white um images you know engaging with tactiles etc and then just your voice and you're you're talking about this what's sort of going on on the page that's where the connection really is in the very little um little babies Oh, it's so lovely. It reminds me of those like early newborn days oh, where you, so and it's quite nice at that stage as well, because there really is no pressure. Mm -hmm. so you, literally, yeah. you can just be flicking through and it's, it's low energy exertion, isn't it? Compared yes. to when they're older and you've got to dance around the living room while she's oh, yeah, the yes. <laughs> It all gets a bit more intense. There's also quite a lot of books that have like tummy time stuff. You know, we as you know get told to do tummy time quite a lot when the babies are small. So yeah. there's like books that open up in the kind of carousel and they sort of sit flat and the baby can sit and look up and use their necks to kind of look up at it so um again we have one at lady baby touch tummy time but there are quite a few things like that that you can literally use it as an activity to do something else that you need to do with your baby at that age so um yeah that's yeah, that's, that's nice so useful so useful uh louise you've given us so many tips we have been spoiled but could you just finish us off with three top tips if you can narrow it down to three, which yes. is probably hard when you're really passionate um, <laughs> but to get to get our little people reading, especially if yes. parents are a bit, you know, a bit nervous or unsure how to get going. Yes, of course. Yeah. Um, so I would say just have some books around where the children are playing so that they, you know, and to encourage them to read, you know, they may just pick it up and bring it over to you because they don't really, they want to like, want to know what's inside or they want to, yeah. you to show them um sometimes if you're just sitting where they're playing and you're looking at the book but you're not kind of reading it they may come over to sort of join you um so that's kind of again no pressure it's just kind of the books are around and there's um a lovely way to sort of hopefully get some connection uh with the story um books with flaps and mechanisms and touch and feel can just add that extra sensory level for kids of all ages actually um and some have little stories and rhymes others are just very simple page you know one thing per page but thinking of books in the same way that you might think of like baby toys I suppose um and look that actually it's a good alternative to a toy or a screen etc and um, they can kind of sit and and feel and look through and the last tip would be just take the pressure off like we don't need you know as parents we don't need another thing in our day to be trying to tick the box of like we've done that so just have the books around but kids can flick through the book you know don't feel the pressure to read from cover to cover um 
And, you know, sometimes they will sit through stories, sometimes they won't. That's just what it's like, isn't it? So just embrace what it is in the minute and just, um, you know, enjoy the time, um, but use the books as a distraction and the fun thing to do. Oh, Louise, thank you so much for sharing all of your knowledge and tips and for all the wonderful work that you do as a publisher at Ladybird, um, allowing us to make lots of beautiful memories in our family homes with our babies and your Ladybird books. So thank you so much. And a big thank you from the Davis household for the 10 minutes to bed little dinosaur book. Oh, a pleasure. Saving, thank you for having me. Saving the day. <laughs> thank you so much, Louise. You take care. Lovely to chat to you. Thank you. Before you head off, I just need to tell you something. 68% of you who listen to my podcast have not hit the subscribe button. So can you do me a favor? If you have ever enjoyed listening and hit subscribe now, it makes a huge difference and helps me to keep bringing you episodes. The bigger the podcast, the bigger the guests and the more women we can reach and help. Thank you for subscribing and I look forward to chatting again soon. Hi, my name is Kay Adams, and to be honest, I'm not so good with the aging process, so I enlisted my old chum, the filter-free Cara McKenzie, to advise. Could you imagine being a porn star? The room would need to be really hot for me to strip <laughs> off. To be honest, she's not much help, but she is rather amusing. And along with some great guests, Joe Brand, Andy Oliver, Anton Dubeck, Ruth Langsford, and Craig Revelhorwood, Horwood, darling, we are learning how to be 60. Listen wherever you get your podcasts.